You're listening to the Mixtape Preservation Society. I'm your host, BJ Fornicati.
Greetings and salutations. I'm BJ Fornicati. This is the Mixtape Preservation Society. First and foremost, giving our condolences to the family and friends of Greg Allman from the Allman Brothers. Joining your brother Dwayne in the afterlife now. That was Jessica by the Allman Brothers. Probably my favorite Allman Brothers song. I know it's pretty commercial, it gets played a lot, but I'll tell you, I just dig it. So I had to play that at the top of the hour. And it's in sharp contrast to the rest of the hour. I got my boy DJ Greenhouse hanging with me. You know, doing this podcast, um, the format isn't set in stone, obviously. I've been toying with the idea of doing a shorter podcast, but I'll tell you what, man, I just sit down and just start having these real conversations with people, and I edit them for time, don't get me wrong, I don't just put up, it sounds raw, but you're not hearing a lot of stuff, there's plenty of things that are not making it on the air, plenty of things that are on the cutting room floor, things that I would probably get in trouble for putting in the podcast. So I edit these things for time. They still end up being like an hour, two hours long. And the DJ Greenhouse segments are no different. He came on by the pad with a crate full of records. And instead of doing a traditional radio style interview where he talked with me and then we were playing his cuts underneath, uh, he just put the, the records up and you're hearing it in the background as the recorder's picking it up. That was the vibe. I ran with it. I think it sounds good. Just two guys talking about music in the privacy of my living room. And it ran well into the evening. So this is going to be another two-parter. The first hour is going to mostly consist of us listening to selections from his record collection. Also getting some previews of some of his beats. Some original stuff. Second hour mostly just be wrapping things up. And playing some songs, selections. Greenhouse and I have these type of conversations all the time. He and I just vibe like that. And so I think the vibe with every guest is different. Once I start getting more, I guess you could say famous or well-known celebrity type guests, I'm sure the tone will change for that. But in the meantime, I'm trying to keep it as low-key and mellow as possible. And there's definitely going to come a time when I'm not going to have a guest at all. It's just going to be me and whatever theme I have. But right now I'm trying to fill it with as much talk as possible because pretty much the point of most podcasts, I'm not Spotify or Pandora. Anyway, I'm just going to jump right into it. So kick back, relax, smoke them if you got them. DJ Greenhouse and I mixtape preservation society here we go all right we're chilling here with greenhouse today on the mixtape preservation society we're just gonna we're gonna let a guest dj make the selections today I'm your host, BJ Fornicati. Uh, Greenhouse, what are we listening to right now? We're listening to the Slum Village uh, remix instrumental of The Rhine. 
Keith Murray song. Shout out to Jay Dilla. How long have you been DJing, man? Like, what's what's the story? Give us the bio. All right, I've been DJing for about, uh, let me see, since 2008. So going on my ninth year, which is, well, no, going on my, yeah, my ninth year. It hasn't felt like it, but uh, I mean, you know, started with uh, some good homies, got taught by some uh, OGs. And, uh, you know, I've been doing little gigs here and there, been practicing a lot, been making some beats, been working on my craft in an unconventional kind of way, you know? Yeah. But uh, I, I love music, and I'm going to continue to uh, keep rocking the good music. Now, <clears throat> I know you, um, you've you been kind of retooling your whole uh, setup, you know, your, your tables, your uh, even the spot where you're going to be putting down stuff like... What's the 411 on that? Because I'm personally of the mind that uh, even when you get your studio set up to, for production to make music, whether, whether it's hip hop or anything else, if you don't have the proper atmosphere to do it in, then it's almost a waste of time. Like, have you been productive? Last time I talked to you, it sounded like uh, you were starting to get back into the swing of things. Yeah, I mean, I just got a couple new things, uh, some essential things that I've been needing. So, uh, so uh, I've been making a couple, couple things here and there. Nothing really that has that feel that you know, it's just oh man, this is you know the best. You know, you just feel like something is just the best. And you feel good about something, but it's like an emotional connection. I feel like when you're talking about with the with the studio, like if you have everything set up just nice and you're in a good mood, you're gonna make something good and nice. But if you're just like kind of pissed off that you know your your setup's not how it's supposed to be, and you're just making yeah. you know. But you know you gotta use what you got and try to make it happen. You know. Yeah, and it's the 21st century, man. So like the equipment's a lot better, a lot easier to work with less to carry you know i'm basically making this podcast on a digital handheld recorder and a laptop and it's like it all it could all fit into a briefcase you know uh but you know at the same time i mean that's me there's a lot of people out there they're studio rats you know they they live for the studio they want to make it <clears throat> you know the best and have the best equipment I've, I've known cats in the past they had it all set up and i give mad respect to those cats because They've got the, the brand name tables and mixers and recorders and stuff like that. But but they're spending a lot of time focusing on on just the gear. All right, so what are we listening to now? Some uh, Dabri. It's from Detroit. Dabri. Spell that out for us. D-A-B-R-Y-E. It's a kind of weird name. He's an electronic producer, though. You say he's from Detroit? Detroit, Michigan. But uh, nah, back to the studios though, like, you know, it, it's, it's about just having something that reflects you, you know, the, the stuff that you need to create, you know, your stuff could be totally different from what somebody else needs, but whatever you make the best work with, you know, you could like to play like a, a banjo or something and like an electronic banjo, you know? yeah. and that uh, Casio keyboard I had, that little kid's computer, yeah. like keyboard. <laughs> But uh, this is let's talk about this for a second though, because this track's blowing my mind, man. Like, what's the name of this one? 
Uh, it's a remix. Uh, I think you already said it, but I forgot already. <laughs> the last joint was a remix. This is a remix too, but no, I didn't. Who I produced didn't it? Did he produce this? Dabri, Dabri produced it. It's called the Angel Beat or something. I don't know who the original artist is, but uh, I like this a lot, man. He's yeah, sick. I never heard this. He's dope, man. I mean, I'm trying to just, you know. I'm trying to DJ this kind of stuff, you know, mix this with some crazy, you know. Just... So, are you going to be doing any DJ gigs anytime soon, or are you still like in a transition of moving stuff and getting settled? A, I still need to cop a, a new mixer, you know, another turntable. I got one turntable right now, one good turntable. Uh, but, you know, hopefully get out there and play some good music, man. I mean, yeah, that's the, the main objective is to be out there DJing and producing beats and selling them to people who are dope and you know but uh you know even playing my own stuff have, i produce you know? have you sold stuff uh beats in the past or have you look have you is that something that you won't do or or you want to do like i've done it before to just kind of what's like the going music? rate on a beat you know like what's the mark <laughs> hey, what's the market man the going rate is you know what 100 200 man 100 100 pound man but uh what's the going rate you, you know <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't really have a going rate, like, you know, I'm a, more of a, of a kind of, if I think you're good, you should just spit on this, you know, like, but, cause I feel like I'm still amateur, I'm still low key, you know, like, why should I be charging somebody, you know, I'm trying to get heard, you know, like, uh, but I have sold a beat, I sold one or two beats, I think for like 50 bucks before, you know, just, yeah. I know, I've had friends who sold stuff for like two, three hundred dollars, and, it was whack, man. Like, you, you selling this whack beat for $200, you know? <laughs> like, uh, so, you know, I mean, I felt like the recording quality wasn't great. I didn't even want to sell the beats, honestly, but, you know, there was on me to hop on the beat and kind of felt pressured a little bit, but, you know, can't succumb to pressure, kids. Yeah. Well, you, gotta, you, know, you gotta put out what you want to put out. Only the good peer pressure, not the bad peer, peer pressure. Exactly. I, I try and teach my kid, like, you know, that there's good there's good things you know good peer pressure too like you know if your friends are, t are like hey man it's wrong to kill yeah that's good peer pressure you know like <laughs> listen to your friends on that one yeah you know? that's a good right, idea. likewise listen to dilla Most and, you know you listen, listen to to live quality and some nice yeah all right so what's next to play what are you gonna play next i'm gonna play a, a pete rock instrumental to a bumpy knuckles song this is nice Primo. Pete Rock. Oh, that's right. Pete Rock. I mean, Primo and Pete Rock, uh, they all. It's always... got like a slick rig kind of feel. Dude. Yeah. There's a little slick I think I've heard this. I didn't know that this is what it was. Yeah. I've heard this, like, sample at least. So, like, okay, let's talk about sampling, man, because inquiring podcast listeners want to know, like, What's your feel about, first of all, like sampling? You know, back in the days when I was making beats in the crew I was in, uh, I believe the, and it might not even be true, but the, the belief was that you can get away with two bars before you had to pay them. Back in like the mid 90s. Yeah. And nowadays you can't even like think about sounding like somebody, yeah. let alone sampling them and, and without having to pay money. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty thorny. So like, music is weird nowadays. Cause I feel like a lot of good songs are just covers of something else. 
and I feel like people are just hate on hip hop production. Like it's not easy. Like it looks so much easier. Like the good stuff is hard to make. You know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the same with take... D- it's the same with DJing, man. Like yeah, people, yeah. you know, like I've even been guilty of saying to DJs, "Oh, you don't, you're not a real musician." Just to kind oh, of troll them. A lot you know? of a lot of them now are just whack, man. You, they're just not doing nothing. You know what I mean? Just yeah. pressing buttons and not really mixing and doing their thing. And like same with production, a lot of people are just using the same old sounds, the same old uh, loops, the same old drums, like. I don't ever really use the drum machine. I got the drum machine. I barely even use the drum machine. I really? mean, that's the thing, man. Like, I'm just that. finding stuff online and finding beats and like mixing and matching like that. It's like I never really did that before. For me, it was almost always drum machine or yeah. sample the drum machine. But I don't have a sampler, and I barely use the drum machine. I'm using the, just a lot of material I find on YouTube. Yeah. I've got my my, you know, I don't have a you know. I mean, having a drum machine is just like trying to conquer like an old typewriter or something right and it's like right but when you get when you're on it more you get the feel of it i mean you're just doing your thing you know yeah so uh. now you're uh you're an npc guy right like i'm down with the kai i mean if i have my choice i would cop a sp1200 too but the only thing i don't like about the sp is that you can only sample like, I don't know, like 10 seconds or something. But I mean, if that's the case, like I would just program my drums on the SP, you know, make all my drum loops and probably do some bass lines or something mm-hmm. through the SP and then sample like through like a, I don't know, MPC 2000 or XL or something or like an MPC 3000, you know? Yeah. Have a dope keyboard set up, you know? Just have like a mix, like a big ass mixer, you know what I'm saying? Just be plugging hella instruments into that. My dream is always to be able to have a studio in the palm of my hand. Yeah, you know, man. And to be able to do it. That's going to be in 20 years for know, sure. Just, if not already today. Exactly. I man. mean, you could do it with, with your iPhone and, and what is it, GarageBand? You could just yeah. make, people are making but, beats all over the place. But man. to just have like a sick, ill studio, you know? Right. But There's something like, about even, it. It's like a like clubhouse. A yeah, I know. It's yes. a clubhouse is what it is. Pee-wee's clubhouse. Even though even the, the the places that keep it the tightest and cleanest and, and no smoking in here, whatever, yeah. it's still a clubhouse. Yeah. You know, just But it'd be cool to have like some portable gear like when you're traveling and just do something quick, you know? Mm-hmm. And they always come home to like the ill studio. Did you bring any of your own stuff you're working on right now? Uh, I got my laptop with me. Well, maybe you know, maybe we'll take a break from the from the podcast and get get some review some tracks that you if you want to leak them. It's up to you. Know, no pressure, know. you know. If you maybe if you, maybe not. If they're kind of top secret now, I mean, I maybe understand. you can get like you know like a ten second preview or something. Ten seconds is cool, know? man. I don't expect anything, but like ten seconds like, would I, be nice. And I, then I really, maybe a down payment on like a future <laughs> leak, you know, like to come through, like maybe. when it's time, when it's ready. I mean, I really like Nate says. Gen XS says he wants to premiere his next mix on the podcast. So I'm like, that's great. Yeah, I would love that because, you know, I like his I like his mixes. You know, it's funny. The other night I went and saw him spin, and there was some other DJs on the bill, and yeah. and like I think I made this. I think I said this in another podcast, but if I didn't, I'm saying it now that like like what I think what sets Gen XS apart from all the other DJs that. You know, maybe it's just because I know them, but the other DJs were dope too, and in many ways had 
kind of like uh, their sets were more there's more people during their set right but that's not necessarily I mean they were the headliner so that makes sense but they were all about making you dance and that's great but there's a cerebral aspect to to Gen XS's mixes that I dig it's like almost like you know you don't have to dance to it but you can you're you're still getting it and you understand like the journey he's taking you on yeah yeah, he's making connections and connecting dots and stuff, and you know that's the kind of stuff that I'm trying to do with the podcast. It seems random, but like there's something at work, you know. I just watched Twin Peaks. Did you see that? Okay, I haven't seen it, <laughs> but I want to watch the old ones and then watch the new ones. I mean, I mean, I'm 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 intrigued. I don't. Is it David Lynch? Yeah. Okay, I've seen some of his movies and they're really weird. So, did he do so, Mahalan Drive? Yes, he did. Tell me what okay. you think about Mahalan Drive, because like I've never finished it. I always fall asleep like <laughs> the first like hour and a half, hour, <laughs> like you know. I always watch it late at night. So, but I don't know, man. Like him and David Cronenberg just have like a weird style. You know, you kind of have to get used to it. It's kind of like some weird stuff, you know. I mean, you know it. it they came up in like the 80s you know yeah so they're kind of like, like new age i feel like i'm like listening to a new age song yeah as i'm watching their stuff like yeah it's their wave stuff david lynch has a certain aesthetic and yeah and he's made it work for him what's amazing about twin peaks is like i feel like they have picked up exactly in style and tone where it should be as a tv series by now like it's like i think they improved so much on it they built it so that it won't date because now now people are gonna look at these in posterity yeah. from this point on. And that applies to music, I think.
for kids today, yeah. 90s hip-hop is the same as 60s classic rock was to our generation. It was like the, the stuff that you, you were you started to figure out, you know, maybe your cool uncle or like you uh -huh. know, your older brother played you something from that class or maybe you played it for them. It's crazy to think. It is classic. Yeah. It's got that classic sound, man. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I've definitely been a fan, man. Like, I used to listen to, like, whatever was just playing. Like, I, I mean, I had, like, certain things I like to listen to, but it was mostly just mainstream rap, like, kind of whatever everybody else was listening to. And then, man, it, I, like, a switch just, like, flipped. Like, freshman year of high school, I just started listening to music that I wanted to listen to and just better music, you know? Not really caring what the masses were listening to. Yeah. And it just opened my mind up to... Top 40. Yeah, man. Like, that means nothing to me. Like, just opened my mind up to crazy sounds, man. Yeah. Whatever I want to listen to. Now, who produ what, what track is this and who produced it? This is Dilla. Uh, Jay Dilla, for those who don't know. And there are some people out there, you know, who aren't going to know. Yeah. I'm hoping most of them do, but... They should know. Yeah, if you don't know about Jay Dilla, go go check, go look online. Just type in Jay Dilla. We live in a beautiful day and age where we could do that shit. Just yeah. find that stuff, you know. Like earlier, we were talking about David Sanctus. I went online to look up that album because it didn't have come with any liner notes. That comes from, you know, being an old school vinyl collector. You know, um, let's talk about that for a little bit, man. Like, have you been shopping lately? Have you uh, been out there and found any any good records? Anything oh, you recommend? Always, man. I recommend whatever looks interesting. You know. But uh, for example, though, like like tell tell me about a record you might have not thought was going to be ill, and then you took it home and you're like, man, I'm so glad I got this. I mean, that's happened so many times, like, where I've just kind of picked something up because I'm curious. I'm trying to think of, like, a really good example, though. Uh, you give me an example. Did I mean, you I Did you saying, ever but... go and get that Hustlers Convention LP from... No, but I, I know I need to, man. I, I don't think it's in there anymore. That was, like, two months ago. There, right now, going back to the whole studio thing and, and making beats and having the time to do that... Um, the podcasting is a way for me to engage that creative side that, uh, that likes to record and likes to and is involved with music um, and also having a background in radio and I'm maybe not the most tech savvy but I'm definitely able to get a podcast up and running and edit it down like what you're hearing out there is like a fraction of what we're, we're actually covering you know we're just what which which track are we listening to now? Uh, Special Ed, Think Twice, from a DJ Premier mix from back in the nineties. The Special Ed, like think yeah. about it, Special Ed. Yeah. Okay. Think about it. <laughs> Go on the Google and think about it. Yeah, look it up, man. Yeah, it's like I, I've gotten some feedback from people listening to this podcast that. That they've had to go online and you know check out references from other guests and things like that. And in this digital age, man, like you know, it's so easy now to just get music out there. So, so what? What are the tracks that you're gonna leak? Um, uh, how far along are they? 
Dude. Are they like baby seeds? You know, they're like, babies. Like they're like, four, it's like a like four bar loops. You know, like the ideas of like building. I haven't like really built on a, a lot of stuff. I don't know. I just really haven't been in a. I haven't been in the beat making mood for like a long time, but I'm just now starting to get back into it. So I don't want to just jump in the deep end. I want to just little by little, you know. As 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 I feel more comfortable, just you know, make make fuller things, better things. Now it's just I'm kind of trying to learn the beat machine, so I'm taking it. It's it's hard learning every little. I haven't been on it in a while, so you know. You've been collabing with anybody? Like you, any any uh, any vocalist grace the uh, grace the tracks or like you know? No, myself, you know. Have you been rapping more? Like, have you been writing and like? Nah, man. Do you indulge that as much, or is it just more like you I just? Think, it goes with the territory. Dope, but I don't think I have a cool voice, so I don't think I would rap on that. But I what like, about freestyle? I, I hear flows. I mean, always down for a freestyle. Like right I, now, do you think you could put on an instrumental and like just you know try and spit some bars and uh, you know we'll edit for time and you know for <laughs> I content. Know, I don't know if I want to freestyle. <laughs> I mean, maybe when the. Maybe when the recorder's off. You well, know, you know what? At the same time, I'm going to take a break from this.
All right, so ba we're back with uh, Greenhouse. Hang yeah. Do you want me to reveal your true identity, or we're nah, keeping man. it? We're keeping it keeping straight it anonymous, up. man. Right, Greenhouse. All right, and he's playing cuts of his own in the background. Uh, you're just hearing. What is there a title for this one? Turn it up. Turn it up. What's your process in like what? What what steps did you have to go through to make a beat like this? Right. I mean, can you recall like yeah. the process? I uh, found a drum break. Was like, yo, that break is ill. Chopped it up. Where'd you find a drum break? Uh, beginning of this uh, this old common record, just open drums. Mm -hmm. Like, so I chopped up those drums, made my own pattern, found a. What did I find? Where did I sample this from? <laughs> uh, let's see. I named my samples by like the record that I use. Uh -huh. So maybe when I see the name of the sample. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A hollow notes joint. Really? Yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's, cr it's crazy because like I, I, be, I was looking for this hollow notes joint for like the longest time and it came. I can't even mention where I got it from. But I found it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I've been looking for that because I always wanted to sample that song, you know? Yeah. I can play it for you. Yeah. But uh, that and I sampled a ELO joint. That, that little voice right there, that's from Electric Light Orchestra. This little. So, wow. You know? That's awesome. I, I love Jeff Lynn, dude. That yeah. guy, he's a sick producer, man. Clean. I wonder how someone like Jeff Lynn. Like, if he had been a hip-hop producer, what his stuff would sound like, you know? Like, Crazy. Because people think, like, hip-hop production is something that anyone could do, right? And, yeah, man. Uh, I just laugh when I think about growing up, all those, like, 80s commercials that tried to use hip-hop. And, and people... Yeah. And, and pe movies, too, man. Yeah, they, they, they try and duplicate it. They're like, oh, it's easy. We're just... that You need a beat uh, machine, and you yeah. need uh, to be able to sample, and you also... You just uh, read rhymes, and it's like it's more to that. It's yeah. yeah, you can come, you can make a rap song. It doesn't mean it'll be good. It just means that you made a rap song. But uh, the difference between a good track that makes you bump your head and a track that's just there to sell breakfast cereal—that's there's a huge, wide difference. It soul is what it is. It's soul, and a lot of stuff doesn't have soul, and or it doesn't have enough soul like you know someone like Kendrick to me like he's still learning and he's got soul I think I think that what he has uh, to offer is vision and poetry in a time when a lot of rappers are just there's literally a genre named after their mumbly style of delivery yeah you know it's it's become a thing mumble core whatever you want to call it mumble rap mumble rap you know and, and and I, I'm starting to sound like those old people who used to say, oh, that hippity-hoppity. Now it's like, you know, this mumblecore shit, you know. <laughs> but there might be some people out there. Like, my son is probably, if he heard one of those songs, he'd probably love it. Yeah. You know, the eight-year-old who's going to inherit the world from, you know, his his dad and send him into the <laughs> nursing home, you know. <laughs> that kid's going to be listening. You know, hopefully he's got better taste than that. And, you know, I can't, you can't, that's something you can't push upon people. They have to discover it. Uh, on their own it has to come out on their own so it's hard to preach that I think but 
I'm also of the mind that you should you should do something about it, no matter regardless whether you're reaching people or not. Mm-hmm. Do you feel happier now that you're making beats? I feel my soul is like open back up again. Like there it gives you go. me like a grander purpose in life. Like I me, mean, I feel like I don't know, man. I just wake up looking forward to making music and talking about music and hanging with people who like good music. And yeah. Just you know, immersing themselves in it because music is—it's a way of life for a lot of people, but it's also the soundtrack of their lives too. Let's face it. And it's so, like your feelings, man. Yeah, you know. And if that song by Creed makes somebody feel good, well, yeah, I don't have to listen to Creed, but I understand where that's coming from. You know, like that for for me it would be probably listening to like some real awesome print song or something like that you yeah know, just, what else have you got to serve up what else do you think you know i think we've gone beyond the 10 second mark for sure true uh yeah <laughs> we can edit a lot of that i mean those are like the first beats that i've been making since i've been making beats again and i don't know it's just like I, I got so many like crazy ideas in my head it's just about just making them happen you know yeah but uh i mean i feel like i could take it so much further like this is just like i don't know just little small ideas from how I used to do it but I feel like now I can just run with a whole different kind of thing if I wanted to you know it's all about experimenting and seeing what sounds good and what doesn't (laughs) I I see you got this uh, I'm looking through uh, Greenhouse's vinyl right now he's got the Billy Paul when love is new the one where he's in a tunic it looks like (laughs) dude it's got this song on here called uh, uh, let it circulate or let the dollar circulate Mm -hmm. bro have you ever heard it? No. Bro, let me see that. <laughs> yeah, let the dollar circulate. It's a metaphor for life, baby. Try and make some dollars circulate. Circulation. It's like we up in the big pimping video. <laughs> yeah, this is sweet. You know, that's the thing, man. Like It's, it's actually a Dylan sample. That's why I bought it. Really? Yeah. I got the beat if you want to hear the beat after the song. Yeah. So, like... That's how a it's, lot of stuff started for me, man. Just, you know, listening to Dilla and just knowing what he's sampling, what he's listening to, just listening to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dilla means a lot to you, man. Yeah. Uh, expound a little bit on that. Like, when did you first hear Jay Dilla? Did you hear him in Slum Village first, or did you hear him, like... I think the first stuff I started listening to was Slum Village, but uh, I started listening to him like, or no, I think The Shining, like, was, which was one of his later albums. Right. I think that was the first thing I heard, but um, Slum Village, I listened to all their albums too, man, you know, yeah. like, uh, I think I listened to The Shining in like sophomore year of high school. Oh, I remember, I remember perfectly now. I listened to... Mad Villain and I listened to The Shining at like the same time and those albums I was just like what what is this like this doesn't sound like anything I've ever heard you know like just production wise you know just the way they sampled and then after that I started listening to uh, MF Doom yeah Operation Doomsday that album so like from those albums I was like oh man I'm gonna start listening to more stuff they have and Madlib has so much stuff Dilla has so much stuff Doom has so much stuff so it's just like branch it literally like that those three albums just like opened my mind you know so let's get some perspective on this and like so what was your what was your favorite thing to listen to before you heard those albums like what was like 
what what got dethroned in your mind, like when when Dilla came along? Pro- production, better really? pr- better production with songs. And you, when you mean better production, what do you mean exactly? Like 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 production more creative, value or more production beats? Okay, the beats were so much more creative. Imagination. Yeah, man. Okay. Like I Jay Dilla's stuff is extremely imaginative, but it's also deeply funky. Yeah, and that's why people appreciate it. Like sometimes whimsical can be too much, and it's kind of whack. But I, I never really think about Jay Dillon tracks being whack. You do have to kind of be in the mindset really to enjoy them, but because it's not like he's busting out club bangers. But it's deeply funky. You could dance to a lot of it. It's just it's once again it goes back to like if somebody's stimulating your mind more than 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 your booty, like when you're dancing. <laughs> and like I have nothing against music that moves your booty. I'm of the belief that the bass instrument is is attached, you know, symbolically to the booty. Like, <laughs> you know, it's meant to make the booty move. The low you know, end. The drums make the you know, make the legs and the feet move, and you know, the guitars are the arms, and the vocals are the head. You know, um, and I think like Dilla's stuff goes for the head, and not so much the booty. You know, and and once again, no disrespect to booty music or even stuff that like is just more about dance. You know, like EDM. For example, house music, like what they used to call it, techno, you know, that that stuff is all like, you know, you know, all in good. But there's elements and Dill is very cerebral as well as being like dope. Yeah. He, uh, he uh I don't know man, he just had his own style, man. He had so much style. We had like so many different styles, that's why I liked him. Like a lot of his stuff was just I don't know, man. Like he had certain kind of feels, you know. What happened? No, okay, so he he died, right? He had lupus. He, he had died lupus. In, uh, I think oh seven. Two thousand ten years, man. Wow. Yeah. Ten. I mean, I I've known about Jay Dilla, but um, in the past ten years, like hip hop, um, has just been more about you know something I listen to. It's you know I don't collaborate too much with people. I used to. I used to freestyle all the time with my friends, mm-hmm. and I've got nice archive tapes of that, but yeah. I'd say 90, 99.8% of it is really bad. Yeah. But the beats are cool. Just the, the rapping sucks. Nah, I feel you. This is what J, uh, Jay Dilla made with that Billy Paul. Yeah. Instrumental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. I remember when I first heard Slum Village. It kind of, I think it was ahead of its time. Yeah. Like it didn't. It sounded like. What's funny about the sounds of now sounding retro mm-hmm. is like it. Back then, yeah, sounded like what things sound like now. So it was like futuristic. Yeah, he was very. Yeah, I feel like Dill was so futuristic. Like he's been dead for like yeah, like ten years now. Yeah, but I feel like his stuff he made back then was like some. It's like people are just now catching up now. Like now, even now, like people aren't caught up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's still so advanced. 
I'm just trying to figure out like what he was doing. I mean, I'm kind of starting to figure out certain things like filtering out baselines and stuff like that. Right. But I mean, you. I feel like you have like we were talking about equipment. Like you have to have like specific things to get a certain kind of sound. Right. Man. That's what instrumentation's all about too. You know, like you know, a lot of people think like DJs can't. Uh, DJs aren't musicians or whatever, but the com- the composition process is totally musical. Yeah. And yeah, but you know the problem is that you don't see a lot of instrumentation. One of the DJs that I saw the night that Nate was uh, the night that Gin XS was spinning was um, he had a guitar, mm-hmm. and I know like Moby's done that stuff, you know, in the past or whatever. And that's what twenty years ago, so. Nothing new, but it was exciting to see that. Even the, and he was pretty good. He sounded like you know, Kenny Wayne Shepherd or something like that. You know, it was like a, it wasn't bad. He he was a blues player, and 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 all his all his beats were like basically like oldies, like by the Rolling Stones and Aretha Franklin, with like EDM beats underneath it. Okay. it was cool. He had the crowd going. They were really into it. You know, um, but you know. I thought it was a nice touch that he did some instrumentation. I suggested before that, I, before I saw that, I suggested to Jin XS that he should use a guitar pedal uh, for, for DJing. Like, do you do stuff like that when you, whenever you go out and DJ? Or? I, I would if I. Are you looking like crazy ideas like that? Are you looking to do stuff like that? Or are I mean, you? Or yeah, you, I, w- I want to have like crazy sounds loaded up. Like, I'll be tight to have like samplers loaded up with just like I don't know, like crazy like. Karate lines or like uh, Dave Chappelle saying funny stuff from movies and like crazy uh, echoes and like uh, flangers and reverb and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's all different kinds of just. That's all available stuff. Yeah, that's all available online or like in a. You sample it yourself, man. Yeah. Like I brought uh, some Mario Van Peebles or Melvin Van Peebles. Oh, I must have missed that one when I was looking for it. Like, we should, like, throw something. We should record something directly in the here from there. You know, just play in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, sunshine. Take a good squint at me. I ain't the man I used to be. I ain't the cat you saw yesterday. At least I mean by tomorrow, I won't be anyway. Whole new ball game, whole new day. Bug your donut, you overgrown headlight. I ask you for the last time, tell me why you so unkind. How many years and times I ask you? Since you baker's blue, you don't look out for us more than you do. Curious, huh? <laughs> Curious yellow, ain't you? No, it ain't religion. You know I don't go for that chosen few. Amen and God just testing you. No, it ain't work. My back's still breaking, ball's still pouting, corn's still aching. No, it ain't my old lady. But she do the best she can do. No, it ain't that progress talk. New icing, but the same old cake. 
and sunshine. Take a good squint at me. I ain't the man I used to be. <laughs> I ain't the cat you saw yesterday. At least by tomorrow, I mean I won't be anyway. <laughs> Curious, ain't you? Curious yellow. <laughs> Emma came to me, the one who drowned off the boat ride on that Labor Day. She had on a big, wide yellow hat. It was all yellow again and brand new. The hat was green and she was too when they found him, because she didn't come up right away. Reverend Coleman said it was a punisher for a fast wave. He always talk like that anyway, trying to scare folks to grease his trade. She and Uncle Leroy was playing Chinese checkers. Uncle Leroy looks up and sees me and asks me if I didn't want to pull up and play. Come on, boys, sit down, he say. He ain't a boy no more, Leroy on Emma say. What you say, she say, we give him something nice. <laughs> hey, that's a good idea, Uncle Leroy say. Aunt Emma was always the practical one in the family anyway. Then she reached in her bosom and handed me the number that gonna hit today. <laughs> good morning, sunshine. Take a good squint at me. I ain't the man I used to be. I ain't the cat you saw yesterday. At least I mean by tomorrow, I won't be anyway. Whole new ball game. Whole new day. First thing I'm gonna do is send down a box load of roses to have them put on Aunt Emma's grave. Next, I'm gonna buy myself some shades. So if I'm out today, I won't have to look at you. Last time you and that Garmin District Cadillac gonna trump on me. You're listening to the Mixtape Preservation Society. I'm your host, BJ Fornicotti.